welcome to episode 22 of Everything Under the Sun, a weekly podcast answering all the most pressing questions children around the world have about life on Earth. My name is Molly, and today, before I start, I want to tell you again about the podcast's exciting news. As I mentioned last week, Everything Under the Sun is nominated for Best Family Podcast in the British Podcast Awards. There's a Listener's Choice Award where you can vote for a show you love. It's free to take part, so if you'd like to vote for Everything Under the Sun, all you need to do is go to britishpodcastawards.com vote and type in Everything Under the Sun and it'll come up. That's britishpodcastawards.com vote. Voting closes on the 15th of May. Thanks everyone. Right, on with the show. This week we're talking about dinosaurs. And as usual, we have three questions. And then, because it's Easter, and I just had a special question in about Easter, we're going to have a bonus fourth question. But first, let's hear about dinosaurs. Our first question is from Darcy, who is three. Over to Darcy. Hello, I'm Darcy. I'm three years old and I like playing. I was wondering what's the first dinosaur? Did any dinosaur live in England? Hi Darcy, what a brilliant question. To answer you, I thought I would head into the Natural History Museum. They have lots of dinosaurs. I wanted to find a dinosaur expert who could answer your question. And I found Dr. David Button, who works at the museum. He studies dinosaurs and he knows everything about them. So over to Dr. David Button. Hi there, Darcy. My name is David. and I'm one of the scientists who works on dinosaurs behind the scenes at the Natural History Museum. Thanks for asking those questions. They're really interesting. So the earliest dinosaurs of which we know of come from the Southern Hemisphere. So we have fossils of animals like Eoraptor, which lived about 230 million years ago in Argentina, Saturnalia, which lived about 230 million years ago in Brazil, and then Nyasasaurus, which lived around 243 million years ago in Tanzania. And these are the earliest dinosaurs and dinosaur-like animals that we know of in the fossil record. As were the dinosaurs lived in England, in fact, a lot of different dinosaurs lived in England, and indeed, it's the first country from which dinosaur fossils were described by scientists. So these include things like the meat-eating dinosaur Megalosaurus, the plant-eating Iguanodon, and the armored Hylaeosaurus. We also know about giant long-necked dinosaurs from England, such as Cetiosaurus, and some of their smaller relatives like Thecodontosaurus, as well as other things like the fish-eating dinosaur Baryonyx. So yes, England is actually one of the best countries in the world in terms of its number of dinosaurs. Thank you, David, for your brilliant answer. So now we know the first ever dinosaurs were in what is now South America and Tanzania. And that where I am and you are, Darcy, in England at the moment, it was once full of dinosaurs. I hope that answers your question, Darcy. If you'd like to see some of the dinosaurs that lived in England and all over the UK, there's a whole exhibition about them on at the moment at the Natural History Museum in Tring, which is just outside of London, the other Natural History Museum. The one at Tring in Hertfordshire is in the grounds of Tring Park, which was once the home of an eccentric man called Sir Walter Rothschild, who I really like the sound of. I'll tell you a bit about him. Well, Walter loved animals, and when he was seven, he told his family he'd like to make a museum. By the time he was ten, he had enough interesting things to start a museum in the shed in his garden. Later, his dad, who was from a very rich banking family, built him a museum in Tring Park. 
where the family lived. He gave it to Walter as a 21st birthday present. Here you go. Happy 21st birthday. Here's a museum. Three years later, Walter's zoological museum opened to the public. Walter filled his own garden with animals like emus, giant tortoises, he had over a hundred of them, huge birds that can't fly called cassowaries, kangaroos and zebras. He trained the zebras to pull him along in a carriage and he even once drove this zebra carriage through the gardens of Buckingham Palace. Walter's museum is now the Natural History Museum at Tring, where at the moment there's a show all about British dinosaurs. So do go and see it if you're nearby. You'll also be able to see some of Walter's own things, just where he put them many years ago. I hope that answers your question, Darcy. And this week we have a very fun dinosaur competition from the Natural History Museum in Tring. If you would like to win a special dinosaur prize full of all kinds of goodies like a mug, a bag, a keyring and a cuddly triceratops, all you have to do is send me your impression of a hungry dinosaur looking for food. What roar do you think a hungry dinosaur would make? Just ask an adult to record your impression of a hungry dinosaur on their phone and send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. Best and most hungry dinosaur can win a brilliant dinosaur mug, dinosaur bag, dinosaur keyring and a cuddly triceratops. It could be on its way to you soon if you send in your impression. So get busy, get that phone off your parents, record it and ask your parents to email it in to me. Molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. We'll find out who won next week. And now it's time for our next question, which comes from Jake. Over to Jake. Hi, my name is Jake. I'm four years old. What is the biggest dinosaur? Hi, Jake. That's such a lovely question. To answer it for you, another brilliant expert from the Natural History Museum is here. His name is Professor Paul Barrett. He also knows lots about dinosaurs because he researches them at the museum. Hi there, Jake. My name's Paul, and I'm one of the dinosaur specialists behind the scenes at the Natural History Museum. And to answer your question, there's a bit of debate at the moment as to what really was the biggest dinosaur, and there are a few animals around that are contenders for that big title. Perhaps the most obvious contender is an animal called Argentinosaurus, from Argentina, which might have weighed up to 70 tonnes in weight, which is about the same as 12 fully grown male African elephants. But there are a number of other really big dinosaurs out there now too, and we think they weighed something similar, maybe at least 60 tonnes, and maybe as much as Argentinosaurus. And those animals are called Dreadnoughtus and Patagotitan, and they're also both from Argentina. Thanks so much, Paul, for answering Jake's question. I wonder what was going on in Argentina at the time to make the world's biggest dinosaur? It must have been something in the climate, the amount of food available. Something was there to help these dinosaurs grow to an epic size. I wrote about one of these huge dinosaurs from Argentina called the Titanosaur in my children's book about the best things you can see in museums around the world, called Wonders of the World's Museums. You can see the Titanosaur at the American Museum of Natural History in New York, where Night at the Museum is set. Here is what I wrote from Wonders of the World's Museums. I'm going to read it to you. The Titanosaur Skeleton, the American Museum of Natural History, New York City, USA. The fourth floor of the American Museum of Natural History is filled with incredible extinct creatures, from the terrifying T-Rex to the ancient Seaclanth fish. But towering above them all stands the skeleton of the mighty Titanosaur. 
The skeleton is so big it doesn't fit in its own room. Its head sticks out the door. This giant was 20 metres tall, 37 metres long and weighed 63 tonnes. Its gigantic fossilised bones were dug out of a field in Argentina where a rancher discovered them by chance in 2012 when he was looking for a lost sheep. Scientists discovered the creature over the next two years digging away at the rock that encased its skeleton. To their amazement they had uncovered not only an enormous dinosaur but one that had never been seen before. Each bone was carefully wrapped and lifted by a crane onto a truck and taken to the Museum of Paleontology in Patagonia, Argentina. The skeleton was rebuilt and the giant was on its feet for the first time in a hundred million years. Wow! 65 million years ago, an enormous asteroid hit the Earth, blotting out the sun and leading to the deaths of the dinosaurs. Today there is a bigger threat to life on Earth than the mighty asteroid, and that is humankind. May the Titanosaur be a gigantic warning to us to treat our planet and its amazing wildlife well. I hope that answers your question, Jake. Maybe one day you'll get to see the Titanosaur for yourself in New York. That would be pretty good. If you have a question you would like answered on the show, all you have to do is ask an adult to record you asking it and ask them to send it in to me at molly at everythingunderthesun.co.uk. I can't wait to hear your questions. And now for our next dinosaur question for this week, which comes from Marcus. Hi, Marcus. Hello, my name is Marcus. And I'm Fiesel. And my question is, why are there no more dinosaurs in the world? Hi Marcus, that's such a great question. To answer it, here's Professor Paul Barrett from the Natural History Museum again. My name's Paul and I'm one of the dinosaur specialists behind the scenes at the Natural History Museum. And to answer the second question, so why are there no more dinosaurs today? Well, as far as we know, most of the dinosaurs died out because a huge asteroid hit the Earth about 66 million years ago in what's now Mexico. And that asteroid created havoc all around the world that led to all of the dinosaurs that were around at the time being wiped out. But the good news is that actually we do still have dinosaurs with us today. And when you look out of your window in your garden, you'll see birds flying around. And birds are actually living dinosaurs. They're directly descended from the dinosaurs that used to live before the asteroid hit. Thanks so much for the brilliant answer, Paul. Remember to have a good look at all the birds around you and do listen to last week's podcast all about birds to have a good look at the closest things we have to dinosaurs alive on our planet today. If you're wondering how birds came from dinosaurs since the dinosaurs were all wiped out, I'll put a link to a film from the museum that explains how it happened in the show notes. The film explains only one group of dinosaurs survived the asteroid and they were flying ones, not bigger than ducks. They could cope with the new environment because they didn't need much food and they could fly away to find safe places to live. So the flying dinosaurs, which are now birds, survived the asteroid, unlike the big, huge titanosaurs and big dinosaurs who were wiped out. I hope that answers your question, Marcus. And now for our special bonus Easter question. It comes from Aoife, who lives in California. Hi, Aoife. Hi Molly, my name is Aoife and I'm eight years old. I live in California and I like reading and soccer. And my question is, why is Christmas on the same day every year but Easter is on a different one? Thanks Aoife for your great question. Well, as you said, Christmas Day is always on December the 25th. 
But there are 35 dates that Easter Sunday could be. March the 22nd is the earliest and the latest is April 25th. So that's any one of 35 days. Easter is decided in a big, big, big cycle, which depends on looking at the moon and the sun and our own calendar. These things hardly ever match up and the cycle only repeats itself every 5.7 million years. So you'd have to be alive for 5.7 million years before you'd see the cycle of Easter come full circle. The most usual time for it to be is April the 19th. One big reason why Easter moves around is because it doesn't say the exact day of the year Jesus rose from the dead in the Bible, and that's what Easter Sunday celebrates. So the early church argued for a long, long time about when Easter should be, hundreds of years they argued about it, until they decided that Easter Sunday would always be the first Sunday after the first full moon after the March equinox, which is when the day and night are of equal length. But to really make your head hurt, the church aren't talking about a real full moon, which you can see in the sky. They're talking about a church full moon, which is worked out using a very old method, which means it doesn't actually always match up to the real full moon in the sky. So actually, Easter hasn't been linked to the real moon for over a thousand years. Instead, it's linked to the church moon. The short answer, if anyone asks you, is... Here you go. Ready? Easter is the Sunday after the first church full moon after March the 20th. Then just run away hoping no one asks you for the maths. Right, that's it for this week. Wishing you all a very lovely week and a happy Easter! A huge thank you to Dr. David Button and Professor Paul Barrett at the Natural History Museum in London for sharing their knowledge about dinosaurs with us. If you want to find out about the British Dinosaur Show at Tring or Walter Rothschild, I'll put a link in the show notes. Don't forget to send in your impressions of hungry dinosaurs for a chance to win a brilliant prize full of dinosaur goodies from the Natural History Museum. A huge thank you to Darcy, Jake, Marcus and Aoife for this week's questions. A big thank you to Ash Gardner at House of Strange for the theme song and Audio Networks for all the lovely incidental music we use this week. I'll be back next week answering more questions from children around the world in another episode of everything under the sun if you'd like to vote for the show in the british podcast awards do go to britishpodcastawards.com slash vote and type in everything under the sun it'll come up and you can vote please do keep sending me your questions i love hearing them and if you like the show please do rate view and subscribe and tell all your friends to do the same it really does help I hope you all get lots and lots of Easter eggs and have a really fun time. Thank you and goodbye.